Hello and welcome back to That Park Live Podcast and what I like to consider a loosey-goosey episode that we call Disney Potpourri. I am Greg, joined as always by... Beth! There it is. Still the not one and only one. Fine. Beth. Beth Rewayne! Yes. I could say that too, but only some people would understand what that means. Loosey-goosey. Yeah, I just like that you were like, let's do a loosey-goosey. I'm like, Disney Potpourri? We've always called it Disney Potpourri. I don't know why you're trying to change it now. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I wasn't really thinking of changing the name, just more giving it like a description, yeah. giving it a little like, what what is a Disney Potpourri episode? It's a yeah. loosey-goosey. There's no big main we topic. We used to do the more like, they would be geared more towards like, hey, we were just in the parks kind of thing, or like we had some things, but yeah. this one's a little bit different. We had a lot of inquiries, yeah. and so we're going to answer some questions today, some of y'all's questions. I'm yes. excited about it. For our Ask Beth and Greg. Yeah, some of our past Disney Potpourri episodes, I, re- I remember thinking early on, by the way, you know, we've been doing this now for three oh, years. So in the beginning, I remember thinking like there are some stories that I've experienced or wanted to share from my park from my park experiences that just will never come up in conversation. Specifically, that time I saw that man's stuff <laughs> on the um, yes. on a scooter. Um, I'll leave it at that. Go feel free mm-hmm. to listen to the other Disney Potpourri episodes. Like that's right. not gonna come up right. in conversation somewhere. So um, things like that, or like our moon. I think that might have been the time I mentioned how Nicole and I were in the Moonlight Magic commercial. Yes. Basically, some my train. Um, yeah, that and the whole Seven Dwarfs Mine Train mm-hmm. started from that. So you got to go back and, and listen to that. So anyway, um, we do have some questions to answer from mm-hmm. y'all. But before we get there, um, I wanted to admit how dumb I am. Oh. And I, I'm curious to hear Gosh, if anyone finally. else experienced what I have. Yeah, right. <laughs> Beth and everyone else is like, oh, okay, Greg, finally. So um, now it won't be so bad when we say it out loud, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So I saw like posts and stories and even I think Disney mentioned how Gloria Estefan was at <gasps> Epcot, like riding Cosmic Gloria Rewind. Estefan. And I was like, oh, like that's cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know she's, you know, from, you know, she used to be Gloria Estefan in the Miami Sound yeah. Machine. So she's a Floridian, I guess. I don't know. And not literally, right. I know she wasn't. She's, okay, she's fine. big in she's Miami. Somewhere else, but big in Florida. Right. So. I was like, okay, like I, I guess she's still relevant that if she were to be there, people would make a big deal out of it. And it literally wasn't until this morning. This was like five or six days ago or whatever it was. I was like, oh, it's because her song is used in the ride. I'm like, I can't uh, believe I'm going to put those wait, two which things in, together. Which one's in the ride? She, uh, conga <gasps> is one of Come those six or seven Do that conga. No, you can't control yourself yes. any longer. Awesome. I can't believe it. For some reason, the first it, song so. that came to mind was one of her like newer songs. Like, if I could reach higher, <laughs> the rhythm is gonna get ya. Rhythm is gonna get ya. Rhythm is gonna get ya. <sighs> <laughs> if anyone cares, my favorite Gloria Estefan song is um, featured in Parks and Rec, and that is Get On Your Feet. Get on your... We just watched that a couple weeks ago because we're going back through oh it. Oh, my God. And so, like, literally, literally the LOLing. episode comes on, and Doug and I are both like, get on your feet. Yes. Just keep singing just that part. It's so funny, that, that whole <laughs> get scene. It's ridiculous. Get up and make it happen. Dude, I uh, loved me some glorious stuff on growing up. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I could play it all day long. Glad yeah, I, I could tell. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you to my cousin Thomas for that. <laughs> So uh, that that was this this weekend. Greg is dumb, and it took him days to figure right. out that's well, why I, I know, made a big deal of it. I don't think I've actually looked up the whole song list, mm. but that makes sense. Yeah, that's one of well, them. Well, um, but I'm like, uh, hopefully, whatever one she was on had her song on it. I wonder. I don't I guess. Like, I don't I know if they can if control, they have control it, or like they know. Like in other words, they know that this train has that, so they right. know that four trains from now it's going to be it. So they waited to put her on that Which one. Now I wonder. I kind of want to know, so I can go in there and say, "Hey, uh, Sarah, th- Sarah." Um, 
I want to ride the train that's playing, you know, whatever song. September. Right, September. That's the song. So, and see what they say. If they know, then they'll be like, oh, okay. They probably hate that. Although, there is that little holding area off to the side. I Mm -hmm. thought that was just for either front or back row, but I wonder if if potentially they also use it. But maybe it is random. I don't know. I don't know. Like, they should just tell you it's random so that they don't have to. Oh, I'm pretty sure, like... Yeah, it might not be random, but they, I feel like they should be telling people. They're probably literally like, okay, look, Gloria's in the building, so the next, like, ten trains are all going to be her song. Yes. You know what I mean? They got eyes on Gloria. Just to Gloria's make sure. in the loading just area. Just to make sure. She's on the train now. Oh, please. Greg, she almost died, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's why she wrote that song. That... If I could reach higher. <laughs> Remember that time we did a deep dive on Gloria's Dava? <laughs> Um, just in the middle uh impromptu <laughs> anyways moving on this morning i got to do something i haven't done in months mm. which was go for a run on yeah. disney property again it's been super hot out oh, gosh. but this morning it was cool out if you all saw my post on my personal account Listen, it was that 73 is, degrees that's cool that's cool for florida and that and picture July, was uh, yeah. gorgeous speaking of hot i've been watching i told you i've been watching um the weather everywhere we're going in europe Yes. And we go to Rome first, and Rome is going to be literally hot as hell. Oh, so I'm gosh. trying to prepare myself. Like, hotter than Disney hell. So Oof. I'm trying to prepare. Like, literally, we, we fly in, and the high that day is 100, and then it's, like, high, oh. it's like high 90s. But we're only there for, like, yikes. two days. But let me tell you what I'm really excited about is the weather when we get to Disneyland Paris is, like, high 70s, low 80s. Oh. So I'm really excited. Is there humidity there? You'll find out, I, I guess. Know. But I don't know. I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> Um, but anyways, <laughs> I have been to Paris, but we went in January, so I couldn't tell you it was cold yeah. because that's how okay. That so works. how was it running this morning in the seventy three um, degrees? Very sweaty. Yeah. And um, shout out to the bacon smell that was wafting oh. over from um, you know the quick service place there. Coronado I was like, because... I was going to ask, is it fake smell or real smell? <laughs> no, it it was good, but like um, you know, it just keeps me going. It's often the case at the at the resorts because like you know you. you in the common areas or like the big like walkways, you're probably going to pass by a restaurant. Yeah. So it just keeps me going. And um, how, it was nice. How long but anyway, did you run this morning? It was just, it was, I was going to say it's just a four mile run, but yeah. I recognize that for maybe some people, four miles is long and it, and it was, but I am used to doing like six to maybe right. 10 so on a Friday. This was the I, first I'm one a out of a, in a while, like outside on a Friday morning. Yeah. Okay. I've been trying to run in the mornings um, outside for the past week and a half. This is my first Disney park. Because around the, around the block, it's not bad. But like, it's very sweaty. You know, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. Right. to drive over there. Um, but anyway, out. so I'm happy I was able to, to kick that yeah. back up a little, uh, a bit. And hopefully I'm able to keep that up maybe a couple days a week until the yeah. weather calms down. Glad but, you're back to it. How close are we to your next run? Disney event? Um, I do have the 10K at Epcot on the first weekend of November okay. for the wine and dine whatever. Uh, so that is Saturday the 5th. Okay, cool. And cool, by cool, that cool, cool. time, usually humidity breaks. And although yeah. it might still be warm, it won't be humid, generally speaking, in November. Yeah, and we're going to answer um, some questions about that, too, about some times to yes. visit. So, so <laughs> we posted it on our Instagram account, and we um, gave you the option of submitting your question right there. Or if you preferred an anonymous version, you were able to click the link. Uh, that took you directly to our website. And of course, you can go to our website at any time and submit a question mm-hmm. under the Ask Beth and Greg link. But we were just kind of advertising it to make sure everyone saw it. So um, we have a bunch of questions that came in. We have like more than we'll ever need, basically. Uh, more than we'll fit in a episode. So we have a select number of questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we could do a part two of this in a future yeah. potpourri. Um, anything that was more time sensitive, if you will, I include in here. But the more general questions... Um, 
we'll include maybe in the next time. And side note, the most common question that was asked is, what do you all do for work? And we don't typically talk about that kind of stuff on these uh, episodes, but we do talk about it on our bonus episodes that are posted on Patreon. And we recorded that one right before here. We talked all about what we do at work. Yeah. Um, I think the real so question really is, is how do you afford to go to Disney? That's really what they're asking, right? That the under- up, wait, that, right. The underlying question, question is like, what do you guys do for a living that you can afford to Because that's my question. I'm always like, I notice so-and-so's there a lot and they don't live there. Yes. So like, what do they do yeah. for a living that they can afford to do that? So, yeah. You know. um, one question, which I guess I'm going to answer just by talking about it, but I wasn't planning on really um, talking about it was one question was, how do you get to the park so often? Mm. And I was like, well, like, well, I, I live, live here. here. <laughs> like, and Maybe I they didn't know really, that. Maybe it's a new listener. They don't really it's know. It's possible. So. Um, but I, I really only, generally speaking, I go once a week. Yeah. Um, if you see me there multiple times a week, it's because I took off from work. Right. Because I, I can't go to. I but for people like me, day. I'm like, shut up, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Um, I only go I once a week. <laughs> I moved here so I could go once right. a week. That was a choice. Right. So and I'm fortunate enough. And we worked hard. I don't even know if fortunate is the word. Like we worked to get here. You know, we planned yeah. on it and we're here and we're making it work. So. Yeah. Okay. Bunch of questions. Let's start out with this one. Um, should we do a should we do grants? a quick uh, intro for this? Ask Beth and Greg. <laughs> there, you can save that for later. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Later maybe on we'll, this episode, when... maybe I'll get Doug to jump on and we'll do another harmony to it. You know? Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, the the best part of that is you know I will save it because <laughs> later on in this episode yes. we're gonna revisit a saved theme <laughs> when we have on some guests to play game. Okay. So our first question was um, our grandson's first visit is soon. He's nearly three. Mm-hmm. What should be his first ride in Magic Kingdom? Mm. Um, so I'm not like trying to be mean. <laughs> I was like, how can I say this in a really nice way? Um, if he is nearly three, that means he is most likely not going to remember a lot about mm-hmm. this trip or most about this trip. There might be little tidbits. Um, yeah. So my thing was, why don't you do something that you can get some really cool pictures on. And I think that yeah. it's a little iconic for such a trip as this. And I said Dumbo. I think, Oh my God, we have the same answer. Yeah, I think Dumbo is iconic. And I think that it's really easy for you to like sit, um, you know, like somebody sit with him in, in the one of his cars and then sit yep. in one of front and just turn around and take pictures. Um, and I mean, really, you can do that any time of the day, but... Do it in the daytime and go back and do it again at nighttime. Um, yes. Just because you're going to get some really cool photos. It's probably something like he's never done before. So he's going to, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully he'll just be super excited about it. But I feel like that is one thing that came to mind that I was like, I mean, it's iconic. You got to do Dumbo. Yes. Like, I feel like it's, yeah. they always have Dumbo in like all their commercials that they do, if you've noticed that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one that you should definitely prioritize. And if you go like first thing in the morning, there's, there won't be anybody over there. You can probably do it a few no. times, yep. honestly, and um, just get some really good photos together. Yeah. Um, that's so funny you mentioned that. That's my answer to I was like, in my mind, mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, I, if I, if it, if it were me, I would go for a ride with some photo opportunities yeah. more than an on-ride photo. Like, I know there is an on-ride photo on Haunted Mansion or, or Pirates, but I don't know. It's a little bit different, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking the same thing. You might as well make the, the memory live in the photo versus in, mm-hmm. in the in the kit because chances are I'm not going to remember it. Right? Yeah, because I was like, you don't but, really want to do like a dark ride because you're not going to be able to get to good photos, photos in there. Yeah. And obviously, those are great. Like, you're going to want to do Peter Pan. You want to do... Um, uh, it's a small world or whatever, but like you just won't. Are you reading my notes? It literally, literally. Is what I have written down. <laughs> well, yeah. we have been doing this for a while, so um, that's true. So you know, you're not going to get as 
good photos, but those are like also iconic rides that iconic, they have to yeah. do. Um, yes. And then I was like, and if he really loves Dumbo, take him over to Tomorrowland and do, um, what's it called? The Orbiter, Astro Orbiter. Yeah, if you want a little more um, intense version yeah. of Dumbo, go on the Astro Yeah, Orbiter, but I'm like, yeah. obviously, if Dumbo like scares the crap out of him, maybe give it a break. But, you know, yeah. there's so much stuff to do in Magic Kingdom. But Or maybe the Magic Carpets, because same ride, essentially, yeah. but just different theming. And also, please... Even if you like have to blur out his face, like please tag us in a photo. I would love to see it. I want to see this iconic moment. So, yeah. And I was thinking, like you know, um, one of the the great things about the parks and what the Imagineers strive to do, and, and what Walt Disney himself loved, is to have motion happening mm-hmm. in the parks. So a great video would be, you know, getting to see your grandson's facial expressions mm-hmm. and reactions to everything yes. while like flying around in the sky. So right. that's what's great about about Dumbo is like it's usually moving. So it kind of creates. And don't be vibe. weird about this. But anyway. I do like the videos where uh, people like get their kids reactions to first seeing the castle. Um, yes. So I think that's cool. But like some of them can be really cringy. So like don't make it cheesy. But, you know, take like take a video and just see what happens. You just never know how they're going to react. It may be nothing. And it just might be yeah. like, OK, well, I'm glad I at least was filming it or whatever but take some videos too because that's like you know growing up we didn't have a lot of that i mean there were some but mm -hmm. not a ton of dads were walking around dads and moms with Mm -hmm. like the big cameras um luckily doug's dad was one of those dads so he has a lot (laughs) of videos from when he was younger but like we just don't have that now and i think it's cool um to have videos because i would love to be able to go back and look at all of these like experiences that i had when i was younger yeah And know that it is high risk if you're recording your any, you know, grandson, granddaughter, mm-hmm. any young child um, when they first meet Mickey or any yes. fur character or any character yeah. that they might get really scared. So don't be disappointed. That's true. But just take videos and pictures just in case. <laughs> yes. Just in case. Good. All right. What's our next question? All right. Our next question is, would Beth ever move to Orlando? Uh, and this one comes from the Mouselets. So I was like, oh, OK. Love you, Mouselets. Uh, hope you guys have a great time in the park this week. Yeah. So Doug and I have talked about it, like doing it later in life. But honestly, I just don't think that one, I could handle the heat because I can mm-hmm. barely handle the heat here in South Carolina. And two, uh, we are both very close to our families. And so I just don't mm. know if that would ever really work out for us um, okay. because I already live like four hours from my family. His is much closer, but um, I just think that would be kind of rough because we're both pretty close to our families. So, okay. We're not going to ever say never, but. That's just where we are. Never say But now that we have like, uh, you know, a bunch of people to stay with because we have uh, some new friends moving down there and they're literally Mm -hmm. moving right around the corner from Greg, which we thought was hilarious. (laughs) So we're all we have a bunch of people in the same neighborhood now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously the question doesn't really fly for old Greg because Gregory lives here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, hey, Mouse, yes, I would move to Orlando and did so in 2018. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't recommend. He's living the dream. Um, Our next question comes from Rick. Rick wants to know, what is on your Disney playlist for getting hyped for a trip? Did you look at mine, by the some... way? Did you look at my answers? I did not. Okay, because no, I'm no, really no. curious what you have on here. Okay. Uh, good news, Rick, because of this question. So since you asked this question, I thought like, man, I should finally get around to creating a playlist. So I did it. Oh. I created a, a playlist on Spotify. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you how to search for it and whatnot in a minute. Yes. And I just thought it'd be cool to select some songs if anyone mm-hmm. wants to listen to it. So it is the Disney Trip Hype yes. playlist. If you type in Disney Trip Hype, it, um, it says it comes right there. Disney, um, you know, that Parklet podcast. I'm doing it right now. And uh, it's a growing list. I'm sure between now and when this episode releases, I'll be adding some more songs. So don't look at it. I want to tell you some stuff. Okay. So um, I'll give you my list first. And this isn't the whole list, right? This is just I a, see a the list. Things, That's what I'm but... just saying. I'm not going to look at it, but it's yeah. there. Okay. 
So this is a couple of things that I thought are fun, like upbeat songs that get us pumped up. Mm -hmm. Some of them are newer. Some of them are from Disneyland. But I just want to say, everybody, Disney songs nonetheless Mm -hmm. because um, of, you know, some things. But there's some um, some fun ones from old, like, parades and stuff. You might remember this from the Decompressors. Super upbeat. This is eventually the part, the song that does the everybody get your ears on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's fast forward a little bit. Yes. Upbeat. Gotta do it. Just play the whole song. Wait, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> a little bit more. Come on, everybody, put your ears on. So that, gotta do it, right? Gotta do it. So good. Um, <clears throat> what else is on there that I think is good? Um, a little bit more new, like The Magic is Calling, because, you know, it gets, gets me a little verklempt. Um, <laughs> obviously, some... Oh, how about this one? Uh, Party Up. From Move It, Shake It. Yes. Mouse could dance Missy. it, or was this From Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It? Missy. Whatever. My Psy, as they call My it. Psy. The, those who work uh, Main Street. And um, one other one, I think, um, has a couple on here. I mean, this one is a Disneyland one. Did you get chills just by that point? I know you know what this is. Oh. From the mind oh. of Tadric Hall. Yes. In combination with Imagineers and musicians How long is this version, though? Um, this is probably the seven-minute version. It's not... Oh, no, sorry. This is the two-minute yeah. version. It's not the full break, the... so I was trying to keep it... Okay, so I ripped the full version from YouTube, so I have yeah. it saved on my phone. Yes. Um, but I'll tell you because it's on my list because you didn't say it, did you? Um, no. I only picked one song, but literally it's the two of them. So one is <laughs> the full version that I ripped of Happily Ever After. So I have the full okay. version of that, and I will listen to that over and over again. And then the other one is what you just played, and that is... Um, what is it called? Magic, Magic Happens. Magic Happens. That's yes. a Disneyland parade. Would love to see it. All right. We're going to move to our next question. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Our next question is, is what time of year do you think is the least crowded? And um, I mean, I can answer that one first. Basically, January, February um, has yeah. typically been the least crowded and the weather is the nicest is what I would say. Mm. This is my favorite time to go. I love going through the holidays. Don't get me wrong. But if it's a non-holiday trip, January and February is typically when we try to go. If I can mm-hmm. be in a jacket, and sometimes I've been in a in a like a beanie at Disney, yeah. that is like my happy place. Like when you can yeah. actually drink coffee in Disney and you're not sweating because it's hot out. I mean, we ha- we've had days in Disney where it's like it gets down to like 40 degrees while we're there at nighttime and stuff like that. So, um, but those are usually the least crowded because once you get into once you're after the holidays and then you start getting into March, that's when the spring break crowd starts starts up. Mm-hmm. So a good um, a good tip, too, if you're just trying to figure out is uh, like a figure out a weekend to go or a week to go is to look. Um, you can Google online when uh, some of their big competitions are like they have a big cheerleading competition. They mm. have big band competitions. They have a big like soccer thing come through. Um, you can look up the dates for those, like when they schedule those and try to book your trip around that. We've done that multiple times. Yeah. What about you? you uh, I always say follow the resort pricing season. Yeah, now, true. I don't expect you to know all of that off the top yeah. of your head, but it's something you can Google. So the cheaper the resort, the less crowded it is. And the reason for that is they're trying to get guests to go at those times. So the, the prices are more enticing. Mm-hmm. 
And they're also trying to dissuade you from traveling during Christmas, right? Uh, spring break week, you know, holiday weekends. And that's why the prices are higher to deter people so that you might try to put your trip at a different time because the more crowded it is, the less the guest experience mm-hmm. is, right? So um, January, February, just like you mentioned, obviously not including Martin Luther King Jr. Day mm-hmm. weekend or President's Day in February, right? So yeah. those those tend to be busier. And believe it or not, so outside January and February, like you mentioned, much better weather than the rest of the yeah. year. Um, the last two weeks of August and the first mm, two weeks September. of September are also low crowd times. Just very hot. That's actually when we used to travel here, but it's the that's the thing. It's still mm-hmm. so hot. So you got to kind of figure out what your main goal is here. You're looking for crowds. You're looking for heat. You can mm-hmm. accomplish both in January, February, but you might get one over the other yeah. at this time of year. And uh, that's just how it is. I mean, late August, depending on where you are in the country, school has already started and it is in Florida. So a lot of the locals aren't traveling to the parks during the week, mm-hmm. the last two weeks of Florida, because their kids are back in school. And, you know, where I'm from up north, we always started uh, usually like right after Labor Day. It was like our first day of school. Yeah. So obviously the first two weeks or so of September um, and, are, are usually crowded. Are and they're crowded. like already having Halloween parties by then. So you're yeah, going to get a wine, if you want to so. do some of like holiday stuff at that point, then those are good times to go as well. Yes. So. Yeah, and then it all comes crashing down in October because that's mm-hmm. it starts to cool down a little bit, and then the more Halloween, and then more food and wine, yep. and then as you approach November, you do have the run. And by the way, run Disney events bring in quite a bit of people. Yep. So the first weekend in November, usually it gets crowded. But as a general rule of thumb, remember, if your kids are out of school, that means there are tons of other kids who are out of school, mm-hmm. and they're probably also traveling. So I would say weigh out your options there. What's more important, the Disney trip or school? And the answer is always a Disney trip because yeah. I miss tons of days uh, of school as a kid. And look at me. Here I am hosting, co-hosting a Disney podcast. <laughs> um, there's also a lot of people, too, they try to schedule it where they hit Halloween and the first of Christmas because mm-hmm. they do like a quick yes. switch over like basically that night. Mm. So you can literally like the last Halloween party happens and then like the next day there's like Christmas trees and stuff going up. Yeah. So. Um, yep. Some people try to like do that so they can hit both of the holidays. But anyways. Yeah. And it's not super crowded yeah. then. Um, one other thing I'll tell you to, to pay attention to is the start dates for Epcot festivals. I know that you maybe don't want to, you know, base your entire trip around that. But just know the opening day of a festival, that park's going to be crowded. Yeah. And the other parks probably aren't. So a heads up on that. All right. Our next question. Speaking of um, Halloween parties. Uh, Halloween. Uh, our next question comes from Chris. Is Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party worth it? And this is obviously super subjective. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's an objective answer for this. And I'm sure you're going to wind up saying something similar. Yep. But I would say, like, with with most things, you got to weigh out what like what does value mean to you? Mm-hmm. What makes something valuable? Um, you know, time, money, experiences. Like, what's your what's your main objective in a Disney trip? But personally, I love a ticketed event. It always has a different vibe than a regular park operation day. Um, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party costs more now than it used to. It is still a five-hour um, event. Obviously, you can get into the park before um, before the event starts, so there's really no advantage in terms of the party for that other than you just get to go to the park without uh, an admission, a separate ticket to get into the park. But um, you get a bunch of stuff during the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party that isn't available during the regular day, and there's really no other way to get it that's obviously the special stage show, the specific fireworks, the parade that's unique to the event, the attraction overlays, character meet and greets that you don't get outside of the party. Um, this year, they've included different photo opportunities. Obviously, candy is a staple. 
Um, I'm going to say generally shorter lines, right? Uh, it just depends yeah. um, on kind of where you go with that. So if those things are worth it to you, if that's what you're looking for in a five-hour period of time at Magic Kingdom, then it might be worth it to you. Obviously, the earlier in the Halloween season you go, the cheaper the tickets are, but the earlier in the season it is, the warmer it is. So, mm -hmm. it's, again, a trade-off there. Um, this year we're going in October. Uh, I think it's the second week of October. Um, and we're looking forward to it, and it's something that I find to be worth it. I find value in it, but again, not, that's just one opinion. You really got to work out the pros and cons in your head. Yeah, I, I concur on that. It just really depends on what you want to get out of it, what what motivates you most. Um, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I think I would probably lean more to towards like if rides, like if you're looking for short uh, ride lines, I would say maybe mm -hmm. not worth it. But um, as far as everything else, I would say it probably is. I think everybody should do it at least once, though. Like, I don't know if we would ever do it again. We might. The parade is really cool. I do love the parade mm. um, and stage show. All that's really cool. So I say, like, do it once. And then that way you will kind of know if you think it's worth it or not. Um, but it is yeah. one of those things that's just different. And I'm like, try it once. It's kind of the same thing with the uh, the Christmas party. Same thing. Just try it once. There's some really cool stuff. Um you know, see what you guys like. And that way you can kind of make a decision like moving forward if you want to do it. But I still think it's cool to do it once. Yes, yeah. I totally agree. Um, okay, this one is going to Moonlight Magic at DHS for the first time. Any suggestions? This is from Carla. Yes, who we may remember. Um, those of you that have been with us for a while now, Carla was a guest of mm -hmm. ours for a cast member chat episode. Yeah. And... Um, DHS, Disney's Hollywood Studios, everybody. Yeah. If we don't speak speak of the language. Yes. Um, this event has, I think, already passed. I think she asked it like maybe mm. one or two days before. But I still wanted to talk about it because I think there's some general principles that are worth discussing for after-hours events, whether it's a complimentary Moonlit Magic event, a paid event like they used to have the after-hours events yeah. um, at the parks, or even the um, parties like the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party we were talking about or the Very Merry Christmas party. I think that there's a couple of things that are uh, common among all of those events um, in terms of suggestions for those. So um, if, you're, if you find yourself going to one of those events, listen up. So the regular operating day attraction lines are open to guests. Guests can get on them up to closing time. So on the night of the Halloween party or Christmas party, when the park closes at, I want to say six, um, guests can get on the attractions until six. So if, if you're there arriving for the party somewhere between six and seven, even seven o'clock, those lines are still full of guests from, from park operation. You and I experienced mm -hmm. that when we went to Moonlight Magic at Hollywood Studios uh, a few weeks ago um, during the super spreader event. And, um, and that's the thing, like, you know, when that event starts, the, the rides are still full. So just give it a little time. I would say wait it out. I would not prioritize rides. attractions for the immediate start mm -hmm. of the event. Let let the regular day guests kind of funnel their way out, especially in Magic Kingdom for the two parties, because, you know, they like make their way down Main Street at that point. You have uh, Magic Kingdom cash checking for wristbands and and having everyone else um, head towards the exit. So give it some time to cool down before you start to do rides. Or if you want to do rides, just know that the wait times are still going to be pretty long as compared to later in the night. Um, other general things, if there are entertainment offerings that have multiple showing options always if you can if the members of your party can handle it do the later option mm -hmm. that's um at the and either of the two parties or even like the moonlight magic events um that they have typically there's like something you know there's like character meet and greets yeah. and or 
Um, you and I got to see Max and Goofy mm-hmm. dance to Eye to Eye. By the way, Eye to Eye from the Goofy movie is in my playlist. There you of go. Songs. There you go. And um, so that, like, the later in the night it was, the less crowded it was in that building because, you know, families with kids are heading home or people who are in the park all day long are tired, and that would be me too. But typically I'm going to these events just for that. So I probably already took a nap. So if there is an option, go to the second one. And last thing I'll mention about these types of events, Moonlight Magic, the parties, any after-hours events, do what research you can, or at least read the map when you get there to see what quick service locations are open, because usually it's not all of them. And um, not only are only some of them open, but they can have a um, limited menu. If you're planning on getting a meal there, just know that it might be a little bit different, so don't necessarily bank on something you're used to Mm -hmm. and kind of work around that. So those are some general um, after-hours pointers I I think I I wanted to mention for you all. All All right, right, our next next question from Marcy. And Marcy has two questions that I I wanted to make sure we, we answered today. But first... Best brand of sneakers, in your opinion, for lots of walking? And I thought, like, what an interesting question because Mm I have thought about it, but I never thought about talking about it. Um, I don't know about you, but, like, as a a young adult and an adult for a while, I I usually just got Nikes. Um, But then somewhere along the line, I switched to Under Armour brand Mm -hmm. sneakers, Mm -hmm. and that's the ones I've been wearing lately, and they're the most comfortable. I don't even, like, I don't know what's special about them. I'm not, like, much into sneakers. I'm not a sneakerhead here, but I'll tell you, um, I plan on only buying these um, line of sneakers because they're just super comfortable. Yeah. I so I basically just said it, it's kind of impossible to pick one brand because I'm like everybody's mm-hmm. feet are so different. Um, yeah. I think that it's just important to know like how many miles basically are on your shoes because no matter what pair of shoes you get, they're only going to last for a certain number of miles essentially. Like that's what people that mm-hmm. sell shoes will tell you. So I just say, like, find something that's comfortable for you um, and make sure that, you know, you you haven't had them for like four years. Um, I mean, I have to get a new pair of shoes like once a year, if not twice a year, because we just walk so much. So, you know, I usually try to like I use um, like Dr. Scholl's inserts in my shoes. And so I usually try Mm -hmm. to get fresh ones before we go to the park, stuff like that, when I know I'm going to be walking a lot. So it's kind of just like refreshing um, what you have. So if you find some shoes that are comfortable for you, like maybe get a new pair, you know, a few weeks or a month before you go so you can kind of break them in a little bit. But as far as picking one brand, I feel like that's a little bit impossible. So, Um, and then the other question she had was, is Disney good about hiring people in their fifties asking for a friend? And I was like, that's a great question because I have no idea. (laughs) Um, The answer is an emphatic yes. Age is not a real factor Mm -hmm. um, in, in the hiring process. Obviously, you wouldn't be applying to something that might be out of your range, right? So, like, if it's a physically demanding thing and you feel like you don't have it in you to do it, you wouldn't be, you you know, applying for that job. Yeah. But um, I think this is an easy question for me to answer because for the longest time, I was maybe the second or third youngest cast member in my area. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my 30s. I mean, this was a couple of years ago, but I was still in my 30s at the time. So I can tell you for sure... Um, there are some jobs available, if not plenty to choose from, um, for the friend that you're asking for yeah. uh, in your 50s. I, you know, sometimes I hear them refer to as retirement jobs, which is kind of tough because like 50s, I don't think it's retirement age. Right. But just the idea that it's maybe not super intense and maybe not, um, you know, uh, kind of like mindless in a way, but but you can make it fun. I think that's the best part about some jobs is that it's not an intense job and you get to make some magic mm-hmm. with guests like all day long yeah. and you know, it's relatively easy. So yeah, I would say don't let age be the reason why you're hesitant to apply. Just continue to check the Disney career website, see what's out there yeah, and then apply. 
Yeah. You never know. All right. What's next? Next, we're driving from Pennsylvania. Should we take a Disney bus or our own car from Grandestino at Coronado Springs mm-hmm. to Magic Kingdom? And I will tell you that regardless of where you're staying on property, with the exception of Bay Lake Tower and uh, Contemporary Polynesian or Grand Floridian, um, if you're trying to get from your resort to the Magic Kingdom, do not take your car. Always take the bus. Mm-hmm. Only because if you take your car, you have to park at the Ticket and Transportation Center. You're already at the mercy of that whole thing. Yep. And you, and you have to take either the monorail and the ferry. Although, if you're staying on property, you don't have to pay. You, oh, you okay. have a, since you're a, a resort voucher? guest, do they just scan your band? Okay. But um, you don't want to have to be in, If you don't have to be yeah. involved in the monorail or ferry business at the end of the night or the beginning of the day, then don't do it. Now, obviously, bus lines get long too, but it's a it's a different animal. Yep. Than the because um, it's everybody who's not staying on property, which is also a ton of people right. who have to take the ferry and monorail, are going to be there, yep. and it's a zoo. So I do think not the, take your car. The buses are great. I just say try to hit them early. So yep. like if you're going to do park open, like you need to give 45 minutes to an hour before park opens to be like getting on that bus and heading over there. Um, I yep. just say try to hit or try to hit buses at weird times, like throughout the day, mm-hmm. because. There's so many times throughout the day where, like, there's nobody. Um, but if it's going to be in the morning, try to go early. And you can see all those bus schedules at your resort on the TVs if you go to that specific channel. Uh, for the most part, you can see exactly when the buses are going to be arriving. So you know, like, hey, we need to be over there in, like, 10 minutes because a bus is coming in 10 minutes kind of thing. So yep, because um, you just also don't want to be waiting in, like, super long lines because everyone's trying to get to the park um, yep. right after the park opens. So. Uh, the next one, I kind of like this one, but uh, it said, if I get motion sick on Expedition Everest, can I ride Cosmic Rewind? And for me, and this was from, is it Bartleby Bowtie? I just, I included the name. Yeah. It's such a great Bartleby Instagram Bowtie. name. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Lots of bees in there like that. Um, I am like, listen, if you get motion sickness, take some Dramamine and go on this ride at least once. Yeah. Like take one for the team. See if some Dramamine doesn't help you. I say you need to at least experience it once. Um, you know, like, I'm really sorry if you get motion sickness, but, like, it's just so cool. It's such a cool experience. Yeah. I think everybody should do it at least once if they can. So that's what I'm going to say on that. Yeah, and this is me. This question, yeah. I feel like, is written for me because I, that, like, Exhibition Everest is, like, my threshold for motion sickness. And the backwards part is what makes me feel a little queasy. I don't, like, physically get sick, yeah. but I don't feel great which is why I was kind of nervous about Cosmic Remind, and that's why I took the Dramamine, and I feel like I did okay, yeah. and I will eventually do it later on in life again, pro- probably when it's not so hot out. I don't want to come off that ride yeah. feeling queasy and it be 95 well, degrees and, out. And so. don't do it on an empty stomach either. Like, oh, Make yeah. sure you have at least a little bit of food in your stomach and take some Dramamine. Yes. Call, All right. call us in the morning. Anyways. <laughs> Our last question for this episode, and again, we'll answer some more in a future episode. What is your favorite spot in all of Walt Disney World, That's so weird. which is a I great was like, question. Oh gosh! Yeah, really made me. And think. I do feel a little pressured to say my favorite spot could be on Center Street, which is the street that intersects mm-hmm. Main Street off to the right, which is where I proposed mm-hmm. to my now wife Nicole. But truthfully, I am happiest roaming around Disney's Contemporary Resort, That's true. That's walking true. on the polygon-shaped bricks. If you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about, like they've been there for forever. Looking out over Bay Lake, hearing a monorail go by, like that—that mm-hmm. that is my ultimate. So that is my favorite spot in all of Walt Disney World. So I try to think of like places where I just feel comfortable and feel safe, if like that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, honestly, it is—you're gonna laugh at this. 
One, okay. There's kind of two. One is the tangled restroom area, that little area where you like can sit and rest. Um, I okay. just love that area because like Memento Mori is right there. Uh, Haunted Mansion is right there, which is like one of our favorite rides. Those are my favorite bathrooms. And I just love that whole area. I just think it's super cool. Okay. The music is great. It's relaxing. So that's just like a comfortable place for me. Like when I get over there, I'm like, I just feel comfortable, um, which is probably why I have great poops there. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and the other spot is the tables outside the, um, the Main Street ice cream parlor over there. I love sitting at those tables. It's great for people watching and it's amazing if you can get one of those tables and watch the fireworks from there. Mm. So I just think that's another like relaxing place. Great for people watching, but like you get all the vibes in that area because you're right by Hubgrass. The castle's right there. You're eating some ice cream. You know, a lot of times we've been sitting there and move it, shake it's coming down the street. So uh, it's just a great overall spot. And of course I'm going to say Magic Kingdom places because that's my favorite. So of course, of course. It and be... I would never laugh at your favorite places. <laughs> you got to do what you like. Would it you know? be any other place? No. Uh, real quick bonus question from Sam. Sam wants to know, what level is Greg at on Disney Emoji Blitz? Well, thank oh! you, sir. I'm on level 303. Look at you. Judge if you need to. I don't, I don't even um, know what level I'm at. I haven't played it in forever. So. <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um, so thanks, everybody, for submitting yeah. some questions. Again, we, we if you didn't hear your question today, it's nothing personal. We just had so many questions mm-hmm. come in. So we have, and a lot of you submitted the same question. Um so again, we'll uh, we'll be taking up the remainder of questions in a future episode. Yes. So part of this loosey goosey that we've been doing um, means we get to play games. So we have yeah. some special guests with us. Welcome, Isla. Welcome, Mackie. Hello. Hey. Happy to be here. Yeah, so happy you joined. I did ask if you wanted to come on and play a game, and you just said yes, and I didn't tell you what the game was. And I thought I should probably like make this a really difficult game or like a really embarrassing game, but it's not. Don't worry. It is a game we've played a couple of times. But um, in addition to a game, I do want to make sure we talk about the podcast that you all work on. We'll get to that in a little bit. But can we just hop into this game first? I'm in, the, I'm in the mood to um, make people compare. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we're ready to jump back into the Disney bubble for a little bit. So we're here. <laughs> yeah. We're ready to help you. Yes. Um, so welcome to Name That Disney Tune. Name that Disney Tune. Name that Disney Tune. And what I'm realizing now is um, Isla and Mackie heard Beth's voice but didn't see Beth's lips move. That's because that's previously recorded. <laughs> I like to make up my own intros all the time, and Greg likes to record them yeah. and use them later. So, Oh, you do that too, do you? Wow, I know that story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We are familiar with that <laughs> I get burned brand. with that one a lot. That's right. And sometimes my yes, husband and I one. just record, uh, we, we do our own things, and we Wait, have some, har- actually, some harmonies. What do you got? I'm pretty sure I can actually play it for you because I think it's packed. Not Wait, let's see if you can hear this. No. That was cinema, baby. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I record and then like uh, alter it in in yeah. like a program and make it sound like a telephone. So anytime she says something real good, I oh put it on my gosh. little soundboard. There you go. You, you guys go. are so smart for recording during the day because we record at one o'clock in the morning where oh, I am no. just completely Holy. delusional and oh, yeah, this is what lucky. you get. This is a product. We normally <laughs> record on Saturdays and we're usually delusional by then. Like, I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I think that makes it like the third podcast host for you all. Like, because it's the two and then it's the fact that it's 1 a.m., yeah. right? Which greatly influences oh, yeah. brings out probably two new your hosts. interactions. We are oh, just yeah. completely yeah. off the wall wild. <laughs> I feel like half the time we're like, what's that? I'm like, what's that word? You know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we get a lot of Earlier, it was Magic Happens, the parade at Disneyland. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. There's at um, least, we should start a new series, like, 
you know, if you can take the last 10, whatever, and figure out what it is, like you get a code and you win a prize or something, but there's always at least one where I'm like, you know what I'm trying to say, Greg? And it's like the most basic yeah. word you can think of. Um, it's called figure it know. out. Just by it's Saturday, my brain is shot so, from all the things. So. I love it. So, um, Mackie, Isla, here we go. So the That Park Life podcast version of Name That Disney Tune includes the audio clips either being sped up or slowed down. So they're kind of short. So it'll be up to you to figure out um, the name of... We're going to go whole here, okay? So whole hog, as they say. I can't believe I just went to go say the phrase whole. Where is that even from? Is that a Texas thing? Uh. Um, Yeah, I was like, where are you going going with this, Everyone's like, what? Whole hog? Um, So I would like the name of the song uh, as well as the movie. But I feel like the more difficult thing is the name of the song. I think you're probably going to figure out what movie it's from. That's the easier version. Are we doing this by, like, they have to raise their hand first? Yeah, like, is there, like, a buzzer? Is there a buzzer or am I just yelling it out and winning? Everybody calm down. It's not 1 (laughs) a.m. So um, we'll go back and forth. Uh, We'll do Isla first and then Mackie and so on and so forth. Um, We have four clips for each of you. And if there is a tie, I will be able to have a tiebreaker. At that point, you'll raise your hand because we want to make it an actual tiebreaker. All right. So, Isla, you're up first. Here is your song. Let it go from Frozen. Thank you. That is Let It Go from Frozen. Some of these will be easier than others. All right, Mackie, you're up. Here we go. Your first song clip. Oh, uh, How I'll Go from Moana. How Far I'll Go from Moana. Oh, my God. There we go. That was close. Nick of Time. Yikes. That version sounds a little bit like 18 and up, right? Like, I'll play that one more time. That too. She's oh, really she's like hitting it. She's at the end of her bachelor party, oh bachelorette party. <laughs> that is karaoke. That yeah. is. Yep. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. ladies, where I want you. You laugh. Um, I went to. I was at a wedding in Detroit one time. We went to this bar, and this girl was straight up singing Little Mermaid, and everyone was loving it. I'm like, Honestly, that's how. You, that's, that's how you get the people like on your side at karaoke. Crowd pleaser. Yeah, right? yeah. That's a good choice. Oh my gosh. Okay. I realize I should probably take score here, so here we go. Okay, we are one to one in our name the Disney tune. So Isla, here you go. Right here on the ocean floor. Oh. Right here on the ocean floor, so much wonderful things around you. What more are you looking under the sea from the Little Mermaid? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just about to cut you off. Correct. Under the sea. Mm. Um, speaking of Little Mermaid, it just happened to work out that way. All right, Mackie, here you go. Your uh, next clip. Closer, closer every day. Mm, almost there. Uh, that is correct. Almost. You know what? We should be making them sing this song afterwards. <laughs> That's I, I did. I just all did. Other layers. You did, but Mackie, I'm going to need to hear that from you. Just oh boy. Saying. Okay. We'll see. No, no pressure. Um, <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm pressuring. I'm pressuring. Okay. All right, Isla. Here we go. Your next clip. <laughs> oh come on. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Is yeah. it like Family We're Feud rules where if she gets it wrong, I have to say the right thing? <laughs> no, but for your own pride, you can name it. Okay. Well, she got it already. Why can't I think of the name uh, of the well, song? <laughs> oh. Uh, you have three seconds. Oh, my God. Say it, Mackie, because uh, I, I can't sorry. say the name. Sorry, Isla. What is this? <laughs> Technically, is the name of the song this uh, Isn't provincial Isn't it Provincial wife? Bell? No, pro. It is Bell. just Bell. Just Bell. Bell. I, I don't yeah. think I ever knew that, actually. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Well, I'm hey glad girl. we're here yeah. to, to teach you the name of that, that one random song in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. 
<laughs> so good. So good. I just thought it's we should all be amazing read. that it's still it's like, recognizable, even with yeah, just I the know. Well, like, yeah. We were all like, we all know that note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's like someone's torturing. Them. Okay. <laughs> Mackie, uh, your clip is this. The sun rolling. Circle of Life or Lion King? Circle okay. of so Life good. from Lion King is correct. Sorry, uh, Isla, you are behind. I know. Three. Come on, girl. On, um, name the Disney tune. We only have two left, so no pressure. But here we go. Your next clip. From the hidden pine rails of the fall. Colors of the wind from Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, look at that. That is. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. No delay boom, at boom, all. Boom. So underrated. Yeah, so boom. I'm ready now. <laughs> She's in it. She's in it. Like rolling up sleeves. You're like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She had these big hoop earrings she took off. She's popping off her yeah. fake nails. She's That's ready to go it. for it. It's She's like, Pocahontas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mackie, your last clip. For the win of Name That Disney Tune. Oh, boy. Sure, we pride ourselves on service. Uh, friend Like Me, Aladdin. That is Friend Like Me, Aladdin. That one made me really nervous for a second. Yeah. I was like, Goofy like movie. No, wait, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I just love the way that sounds. Sir, we pride ourselves on service. Yeah, I, you can still it, tell it's Robin Williams. That's so yes, crazy. Because like. it feels like the uh, the, the the fake uh, country bear jamboree in Goofy movie. You know, yeah. he goes to the, to the oh, theme park. Oh, yes. With the so was like, oh, possum. That's not even is a real. Is that even considered like a real Disney song? I mean, it's like a. Yeah. You yeah. could put that in canon. I mean, no. Uh, we count the four one. town songs from Turning Red. So. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, if you're wondering what the tiebreaker is, this could be for everybody because Beth doesn't know the answer to these. So let's see right. who can guess this song the quickest. Among uh, the three of you. Thou <gasps> Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Yeah. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Nice. I almost said super califragilist. I did too. <laughs> I was, I was, my brain said Mary Poppins was the first okay. thing. That's so funny. Cinderella. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and thank you for playing. Name that was fun. That Disney tune. Name that Disney tune. You're Can you sing some uh, segment? titles on our show sure <laughs> that's yeah you have like an incredible voice greg you do you like have actually um, a singer what's the, i i do not like professionally or anything like that but i do um greg what's the one that doug and i just did last i have oh. a uh, so why do, the, why do we call do it that, that yeah so that we one. have a segment called the why, or like an episode that we sometimes do called why do they call it that where we just talk about like why is this thing named that like it's yeah. usually for a reason right so if you're wondering what that sounds like this is beth and her husband doug um who decided to lay down some tracks <laughs> oh, <laughs> here man. we go why do they call it that? Ooh, uh, for <laughs> Dr. Okay. Jojo. I okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely <sighs> need to contract you for some. Uh, Dude, my <laughs> husband's all about it. If you, you can't really see like the setup here, but he's the he's the podcast. We can see studio. some of the setup, and it does look very professional. Yeah, fantastic. So, I like it, it a lot. I got a big soundboard here. here all the things. On. Let's talk about your podcast yeah. for a moment. So um, we'll get to know you all a little bit. So um, you have a podcast and it's dedicated to a now off the air, right? Is it done? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time show formerly on ABC, which Greg used to watch. I put in about five seasons of time. Okay. Um, Greg was I, like, I, kinda... oh, I don't really watch it. I only watch like five seasons. I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, so you watched the show. That's <laughs> like the general true. consensus though. Like a lot of people dropped off after season five yeah. and six. Season seven do you... doesn't exist. We I don't... was like, why do you think that that is? You think they just it like, was over... it was played out? Oh, okay. <laughs> it kind of jumped the shark. It was, it was over its time okay. and they were it trying done. to like, it's like Grey's Anatomy out, right now. Know. Yeah. yeah, because it's one of those things you can keep pulling from that bucket, you know, and and yeah. eventually you've probably yeah. gone too far, and then they're yeah. like, ah, oh, one more, and we're like, no, we were done. Last, the last one yeah. was done. 
You're like, you know how Stranger yeah. Things was like, no, we got to finish this out. Like, you got to do that. You just have to yeah, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, because sure. people would wa- probably watch Stranger Things forever, but you're going to hit a point where you're like, we like you you can't do this anymore. Like, you're that just is how I feel about Grey's Anatomy. Kill Meredith, put her out of her misery, and then put all of us <laughs> out of our misery because 27 seasons is not necessary. Yeah, 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 yeah I can't well, believe that show is still on. I was yeah. like, that show is still yeah. on. I don't watch it anymore because I can't. Although everyone can't. still watches the freaking Bachelorette or The Bachelor, and I'm like, seriously, also I can't. Different, I just, though, right? Because it's guess. different cast. Because it's new. It's the same scripted crap. Anyways, no. Once Upon a Time <laughs> is good, and we randomly yeah. found out one day that we both loved it. Like it was just okay. brought up in conversation, and I was like, oh my god, like that one episode of Once Upon a Time. And Mikey was like, <laughs> you watched it? Like, I know what you're talking about. Yes. And it was just something that we wanted to talk about more. And we love those podcasts where they talk about TV mm-hmm. shows. Like, The mm-hmm. Good Place has their own. Boy Meets World just started their own. Yeah. Yeah. So we jumped on it. And it's We were been desperate great. to, like, start a fun project like that. And we were like, what if we just, I don't know, did it? <laughs> like, who yeah. cares? Like, have, yeah, like, we, we were, recorded we were, it just for ourselves the we first time. We were so on ready to have zero. In fact, I'm pretty sure we are quoted in the first episode or two. We're like, we know no one's going to listen to this. This is just because it's fun. <laughs> and then people started know. showing up out of yeah. nowhere in droves because it has a really big fan base and they caught on to it. Um, and then we just kind of kept going and, and figured, you know, we, we modeled a lot of it after our favorite podcast tropes we have mm-hmm. sound effects we have segments yeah. we have yeah. we, we um <clears throat> created a a voicemail and gave it the area code of maine where nice. once upon a time in storybook is supposed to take place uh, cool. and we have people call into the show um we call it the storybrook circus as a, nice. as a small uh sorry the storybrook daily mirror okay. uh storybrook circus is the name of the show uh but the storybrook daily mirror is literally a newspaper inside the show and there's okay. a that's yeah. the newspaper that circulates around the town. So we have people like quote unquote uh, submitting articles to it, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's really them calling in to tell us what they think about the show and what they you know the their viewpoints on the episode. So instead of it just being us uh, having our opinion on the show, it's kind mm-hmm. of everybody's opinion on the show as kind of a group uh. couch watch. Uh, yeah. And then we watch the show in the back half and we do like live you know pausing and talking about it and stuff like cool. that. So like watch alongs. Interesting. Yeah, but Storybook Circus game was the uh, oh yeah drinking game. Yeah. Oh, a drinking yeah. game. Drinking game. Any drink of like, your choice, alcohol or not. Um, every time Henry is annoying, you have to drink. Was that yeah, yeah, so like the rules. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no rules when it comes to the drinking game. We make, uh, it we up. make them episode. up every single week. We have some yeah. like set ones, like whenever Emma wears her red jacket. If you if you've watched <laughs> the show, you know. Um, yeah. We drink for that, and then we'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that was good. We should drink for that," and we'll just yeah. do it. <laughs> the show is chaotic, but it's us, like completely, genuinely, and authentically, yeah. and that's why we keep on showing up and reporting. To a okay. fault sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that's Let's what's important. That's what's important. Yeah, I know. I'm um, like, so I was telling a friend the other day. I'm like, look, if you're having fun making content, other people will join in on that. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what other people think. If you're having a good time, do it because it makes you happy, and you <clears> will be surprised at how many people will jump in with you. It's so. funny that you should say that because um, we can't really hide this fact because you can see it very plainly on our public page. Uh, most of the episodes are about three and a half hours long. Holy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have a few episodes that are four hours long. Now, nice. there was one or two of those that we actually did tape straight, which was insane and chaotic. But what ended up happening is we <laughs> we it organically kind of grew and morphed into us having a very normal 
talk about nothing, mm-hmm. half hour to 45 minute podcast of us just talking about our lives in the beginning of us just like messing around and just being like, what did you do? Okay, what that's did you do? That's basically what we do on our Patreon. So that's yeah. like yeah. our Patreon and content. We, we probably should snap that off and like yeah. make it something else. But we do that. And then we have a pre-show section where we go and dig up like, I'm realizing how insane this is now that I'm talking it out loud. We haven't yeah. had to actually explain the show to anyone before. <laughs> yeah. um, we have something called production notes where we like go into Wikipedia and look up all this trivia stuff mm-hmm. and we talk about what to look out for in the episode. And then we watch the episode in its entirety, and then we do a couple things at the end of like MVPs and whatever, and then we introduce, and then we watch the trailer for the next episode. Wow, so it's re- we we yeah. insanely evolved into recording like three podcasts in one yeah. <laughs> for every episode. It's a lot, but it's because we're having so much fun that we just don't want to stop. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it's all crazy. about. That's what it's all about. It's really fun though. Yeah. yeah. Um, story book circus. I mispronounce all the time as Storybrooke Circus. Do you really? Oh. Yeah, because having watched Once Upon a Time, like I yeah. have Storybrooke in my head, right? So it's funny that you actually have this podcast called Storybrooke, Storybrooke. Circus because I have to, like, I've caught myself on our podcast, but I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> so funny. If, yeah. I, if you ever hear me repeat it, it's because I mispronounce it the first mm-hmm. time, so I have to edit out the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because That's I so feel funny. like I should know Secret the name fan. of the place and I kiss Well, I we picked that it. to pay, you know, respect to our Disney yeah. love and, like, right. how we yeah. became yes. friends is from Disney essentially. Yeah. And it just fit right in because ABCs, you know, it's part of the Disney bubble. It's part of yeah. it's under yes. the umbrella. So it counts. And they're all fairy tale characters. It's just a good time. You know, and, and, yeah. and like a lot of our uh, social media bases come from Disney, Disney people are, are who's following us. So yeah. we figured that it would be like a nice, you know, wink and a nudge. And now every time we go or we have people who listen to the show who go, uh, they take a selfie in front of the storybook circus yeah. sign and send nice. it. We have a Discord where we kind of have everybody just chatting, like a big chat room, yeah. and they'll just throw the pictures up there. That's kind of our like low key mascot insignia, okay, <laughs> like yes. that sign. It was just a little, little, a little nod, you know, for the for the fans out there. Yeah. Well, next time I'm in storybook circus, mm-hmm. I will uh, I'll take a photo and tag <laughs> you. Your yes. Oh, absolutely. That'd be awesome. If we can, for a moment, just talk uh, about your Disney journey. So, Isla, you're not local to Disney. You're up in the Northeast. And then, Mac, you're you're here um, Mm -hmm. in Central Florida. So where did your individual loves of Disney start? Ooh. Um, VHSs in the 90s. Okay. Um, Same. Same. We could not afford to go to Disney when I was growing up. So I always wanted to go. And then when I became an adult, I had my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, let's go to Disney World. And he said, I have absolutely zero desire to do that. But (laughs) if we want to go and get it out of your system, that would be awesome. And I'm like, okay, great. So I plan this whole trip. We're going to go for a week. It's going to be great. We get down there. He proposed on the first day. Um, I did say yes, spoiler. And we fell in love. Wait, where did he propose? Oh, right in front of the castle. Oh, Mm -hmm. classic, but Yeah, you know, very cliche, but it was perfect for me. That's what I wanted. So that's my Eiffel Tower. He yes. understood the assignment. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> and he got it. Like, from the second we stepped on Main Street, he was like, oh, no, yeah. this is mm. it. That's what I tell all my friends. I'm like, listen, if your husband's talking trash, I'm like, just get them there. Just mm-hmm. get them there. I promise you, after their experience, they will. you, you will already be having the conversation of when you're going back. And yes, hap- he has no shame either. He's a it huge Disney adult every now. time. Yeah. And now we go, we go, you know, four or five, six times a year and we'll mm-hmm. eventually get down there permanently. I was just going to ask that. So that is like a <laughs> yes. long term goal there. That, 
it's it's like we have a, a plan we have a two-year plan but okay. i have my daughter um so mm. she needs to finish out where she's going to preschool because it is okay, the best gotcha. of the best um okay. and okay. but then yeah we're out i'm done i have absolutely nothing up here anymore i well good <laughs> i talk about it every day mackie knows um i no. don't and so do i yeah <laughs> i'm like i can't wait until you're down here so we can do all these things <laughs> you can like actually sit in the same room and get drunk i mean uh i mean do your podcast uh, <laughs> So, cool. Mackie, um, where did yes. your love of Disney start besides VHS? Uh, okay, so it was definitely VHSs for sure. I was, uh, I was a big musical person from when I was very young. And then when I you know, got into high school and college, I was doing musical theater and performing. So that was a big part of it as well. Um, but I used to – we actually – we also couldn't afford to go to Disney World, but we did – and didn't go anywhere else. Like that was the only vacation okay. my family took. We didn't <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. It's it was like once mecca. every like three years. Yeah, we would go. And I have all these like videos of me as like a two-year-old running around Disney's. And yeah. I used to watch when I was a preteen and a teenager that kind of really always brought me back to that nostalgia. I had like mm-hmm. proof of it that I could watch. Um, so that when I, when I then left the house, it was my place, you know, to mm-hmm. then go to on vacation with significant others or family or friends or whatever that was like a big thing um and so i uh applied to start working there six years ago Uh, i was very interested in being a performer and at the time that i was trying to audition the only auditions that were available were for Kristoff, and i am not a (laughs) Kristoff. what do you mean by that i don't don't really know if i'm i don't see it gentle mochilato puerto rican uh, in case you do not know what i look like so that is not, not a typical christoph casting um no. so i actually went to the other side i was i was there on vacation uh there i say there here mm-hmm. uh and i was in lion king and i was like that i want to do that i want to perform in this show and it wasn't available so i went to the other side of the of the careers page and found that there was a tech position available which i also did as i was working for showtime at the time i was doing like you know film and tv work okay. so i was like that wow. totally translates theater and that to here mm-hmm. so i applied to be a technician and i got the job um so i've been working here ever since and i did nice. a couple auditions and tried to get through i was really really close to getting nakawa and lion king and it just didn't work out and then i got um a salary position so now i work for disney live entertainment i am a post-production supervisor so wow. content that gets projected onto the castle and you know random video work around property mm-hmm. resorts and events and Lots of things like that, uh, parades, all that kind of any any live entertainment related things that are not attractions that have a video element that goes through kind of my team and, and what we do. So I kind of have both the fan guest side mm-hmm. as well as the professional side working, um, yeah. working for the mouse. So, so are you mostly my... like in an office somewhere doing pr- like post-production stuff? Yeah. So okay. uh, I, as a tech, it was all, you know, guest facing like work. I was I was originally a, a Pyrotech at Magic Kingdom, and I did uh, video and lights at uh, Hollywood Studios. Um, so I opened like Hocus Pocus on the castle stage and the yeah. Christmas show and a few other things. Uh, and now I'm mostly office work, okay. <clears throat> essentially managing the artists, the graphic artists that create a lot of the graphics and stuff for yeah. the shows. Um, and then helping with, you know, processes and, and you know, getting getting stuff out into the park. So. So, so it's cool. mostly office work, but I, yeah. get, I get to go into the park every once in a while. We, there's a lot of overnights involved and a lot of, you know. But really, like, every time you, you walk in a park and you're experiencing things with a guest that you had something to do with, and there yeah. you get to watch them. That is when you know, I met Mackie in real doing. life for the first time. That is time. how we met. Wow. We were in Magic Kingdom, and we had just been introduced to each other, and, like, his wife, Taryn, and my husband, Bart, and my daughter, Harper. And all of a sudden, we turned to the castle, and he goes, by the way, I did that. 
<laughs> and it was one of the Christmas like, Wait, projections. What? And oh, that's awesome. my yeah. husband Bart whipped his head and was like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And he was like, that. That's like, me I right work there. Here, I did that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we were just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I'm never going to talk to him again because I'm so intimidated right now. <laughs> <laughs> it now we are inseparable. Register. But yeah. um, are, yeah, it was, so, I was like, that was like for me, a star. I'm like, wow, starstruck. Like I met Mickey Mouse. I was like, oh my gosh. He <laughs> you mean Mackie Mouse? Yeah. Right. See, you see how that works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very uh, cool. When you look at it from different perspectives, you're like, wow. All right. At the end of the day, I get a pretty sweet gig going on here. Uh, flash forward, Isla, from the, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk to him anymore, to now you're recording at 1 a.m. for three to four hours, <laughs> talking, know, about talking about every day. off-air <laughs> show. Yeah, so who knows? So, so great. Um, thanks for joining us, for mm-hmm. playing a game with us, letting us in on the ins and outs of your Storybrook Circus podcast. I have to say it slowly so I pronounce it correctly. Yeah, I don't think anybody calls us Storybrook Circus. I don't call us that. SBC. The SBC podcast. Yes. Thank you for having us, by the way. This was fun. This is amazing. We talk a lot about how we miss podcasting about Disney. Not enough to like jump back into it fully, but this. Yeah. This is great. This is right. Yeah. This is right up our alley. Um, I love this. I was going to say, tell us what you guys have like going on next. Like, where are you in your episodes? Like, where can people find you? What are all the things? Yeah. Uh, We're on season. This is my shit. We are on season three, episode 12. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you listen. Please leave us a five star review. Send us an email, thespcpod at gmail.com. Give us a call, 207 we're on so Instagram, at the end of the, at the end of every episode, uh, uh, Isla the spiel. does, a, the spiel. but it's with a different character voice every mm, time. Okay. Oh, talent. <laughs> and it's it. to yeah. the SNL outro. Oh, okay. Yeah, the waltz, the saxophone yeah. waltz, like so the we, goodbyes. Yeah. Yes. I, I played a prank one time where I subbed I subbed our sound effects out with random things just because I was bored, and we and we and the listeners liked it so much that we made it like the staple. <laughs> so we so we start out with uh, the the beginning of Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time, like that music, and then it cuts into celebration from cool in the gang for no reason (laughs) and then at the end it's snl and she does this really long very fast spiel yeah and now you know the phone number by heart i'm so i know it's like i cannot recommend outroing to the snl outro more because it's amazing hypes you up to yes. another level like you ge- i genuinely am pete davidson like well, we can't steal i mean we stage. can't steal that from you but maybe no you we'll yeah. yeah. have our permission because it's Blank so much over. fun like even we'll just one episode out. you will feel it yeah okay that's great I'll, i have the audio file i'll send it to you Greg. and you guys <laughs> Thank uh, you, appreciate you that. release weekly correct what day do you guys we release re- well you know we're yeah <laughs> um are you kind of on a schedule you're sort of on we try to record weekly but at the end of the day no Okay. Um, hey, we just can't. You. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but you know, it, show up. We'll release an episode. I mean, we release on um, Mondays. Like, if you we release every three Monday. hours to listen to, like you got some time the next week to get through it before the yeah. next episode, whenever That's that is. Commutes right. For people, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. they can figure that out. Yeah. So we, we release uh, weekly on Mondays unless we don't. Okay. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. Well, there yeah, you go. And, and uh, the easiest place is anchor.fm slash the SBC pod has links to all of our other stuff okay, on there. Gotcha. So, yeah. So that's that's probably the easiest way to get to the platform of your choice because all of the cool. Yeah. Depending and on how you, you guys are on Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do the you guys SBC have? The SBC pod okay. on Instagram. Um, if you are interested in talking about Once Upon a Time, we have a Discord. And if you're interested in talking about literally anything else, we have a Discord. Cool. Um, it's a good time. Great. Yeah, Great the links community. for the Discord are in our like show notes for our episodes. All of our links gotcha. are in there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Great. But well, thanks again, again for having us, guys. This yeah, was thank course. you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for chatting with us, and we'll include your information in our show notes as well. Thank you. Bye. Later.
All right. I have a couple of news nugs today. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, one me. is, I'm going to start with the bad news and the really sad news that is a news nugget is that the Tower of Terror road sign has been removed from Disney property. I wish we had some funeral music. <laughs> Gregory, stop it. Are you really excited I, about that? Can, we, can I tell you something? I mean, I'm not was, excited about it. It was kind of nostalgic. Come on. What I've noticed is that um, people really seem to care about it. Yeah. Um, perhaps more than I did. So I was kind of curious. And again, I, I don't want anyone to be unhappy about anything. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, like, okay. I saw that it was coming. Um, I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's old. I know. There really it is aren't really old. any other attraction, things like that. And it is also super unrealistic. They're standing in that thing. I've always wondered why they chose that design. Right. So when I and heard it, it was worked, getting taken down. It hadn't worked in a long time. It goes on and off, right? Okay. It's intermittent. But... Um, at least I've, I feel, I think that it yeah. is. And if you don't was, know what we're talking about, we're talking about like in the middle, what high, is that Highway 4? It is um, World Drive. World Drive, okay. And yeah, it was in the median it's there. The it big was tower the, terror the sign. big billboard basically, it's like, yeah. had a part on it that moved. Anyways, they took it down this week. So a lot of people are kind of up in arms about it. But that yep. was just a quick news nug. Uh, the cool thing that I'm going to tell you about is called Where's My Car? It's a new app feature coming to Disney Parks. So this is a new car locator. It's... Um, basically being presented by State Farm, and it's coming to the My Disney Experience app. I'm just going to read a little bit of this. It says, the feature will first launch at Walt Disney World this summer and will be available at Disneyland later this year. Uh, The car locator is a complimentary feature that uses location technology to find and save your parking details. Uh, The feature functions best when you enable location services, Bluetooth, and notifications on your mobile device. So um, it will be available for, for all four parks and the ESPN Worldwide Sports Complex as well as the water parks and Disney Springs. Uh, basically, all you have to do is open your My Disney Experience app and tap the car locator cart on your home screen, and it'll kind of walk you through all the things. So um, that was from the Disney Parks blog. And yeah, that's just kind of a cool new feature. I know some people are like, I don't want everyone to be tracking me at all times, but if you are one of those people that you can never seem to remember where you guys parked, um, mm-hmm. I think this is a great feature that they're adding. I, I can't believe they've like it's taken them this long to do this. This long to be in the app, especially anyway, when yeah. the trams were down, like post COVID. Yeah. Um, because everyone was having to walk to their cars at that point, and so, um, but that's probably when they sort of like figured out, hey, maybe we should like add this to our app. Um, and yeah. State Farm obviously is sponsoring that, so there you go. And um, not only is State Farm sponsoring it, but because Disney semi-recently acquired 20th Century Fox, when you open the application to find your car, Mm -hmm. this is what happens. Where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? That's it. It's all all part of the magic. Where's your car, dude? And that is a wrap on this week's Greg Dad Jokes. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's go back in time for some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Mouse Slits, who are wrapping up their trip at this point. Yeah. Um, they stayed over there at the Grand Floridian, so hopefully you were following mm-hmm. along. Um, I'll take us back to a very on-brand uh, event, yeah. because in 1994, the tw- uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror attraction opened on Sunset Boulevard at Disney's, at the time, MGM Studios. So yeah. I figured this would be fun to talk they about since we're talking it. about the billboard. The sign almost made yeah. it 30 years. <laughs> almost. So yeah, tw- could you imagine that? I can't believe it's 28 years ago that Tower of Terror has opened up. And it's changed. It's evolved. Right. It's definitely gotten better, As we know, in my opinion, it only anyway. had one drop in the beginning. Yeah, just the one little drop. Yeah, just the one little tiny drop. Um, I'm taking us back to 1999. 
Uh, and that is when the first Disney Fast Pass ticket was ever given out at Walt Disney World. Obviously, we all know, you know, the Fast Pass, it was like a queuing thing, um, allows you to skip some lines, but Fast Pass is no longer a thing because now it's Disney Genie and Lightning Lanes. Uh, but this was yep. the first Fast Pass ticket. Greg has some good hacks about the Fast Pass uh, ticket yeah. from back in the if day. Only that, <laughs> if, if only they were still around. If only it was still a thing, you would just pick up a, yeah. a paper thing and it was awesome. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap it up with a quote from Greg, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave us a review on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney podcasts. You can also follow along with us on Instagram or TikToks at Vad Park Life Podcast. If you want to leave us a question, you can do so on our Instagram account, Ask Beth and Greg. It's in our highlights, so you can follow along there. And to follow our personal accounts, I am at the Real Beth McDonald, and I am at the Disney Greg. And as always, if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, or just simply share some Disney magic with loved ones who can't get to the parks, you can head over to our website. Uh, it's thatparklifepodcast.com and submit a magic gram. It's free for everyone because we just love sharing the magic. All right, a quote from Mr. Walter Elias Disney himself. Um, and this is, a, this is a great one for whatever is going on in your life. Um, a little hope for you. Quote, all the adversity I've had in my life, all the troubles and obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. Wow. With that, we say goodbye. Uh, Beth's traveling the world. Yeah. She's going on her Euro trip. Doing so it. we'll have a unique episode next week. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see you all then. Yeah. And, and Beth, we'll see you in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, see you in a couple of weeks. I'm going to try to put up some content while I'm at Disneyland Paris for all of you Ooh. following along. So stay tuned for yes. that. And then when I get home, we're going to do a whole episode about it. A whole episode. That's right. right. Bye, everyone. Bye.